Ciao ragazzi and benvenuti to the eighth episode of In the Shadow of Vesuvio. My name is Henry Bell and I am far away from the shadow of Vesuvio in the west of Scotland today. I'm located just next to the River Eyre, um, Rabbi Burns country, those of you interested. But you're not here to listen to me talk about Scotland. You're here to hear Michele Borelli at Napoli Tickets on Twitter. Michele, welcome. How is Naples today? Hello, Henry. Hello, everyone. How is Naples today? Well, in terms of what? Because well, let's, let's not get... Talk. Let's not get too depressed at the very beginning. No, so, like, no, no, let's no, no. Start, I, let's start with the weather. Like, what's the weather like, man? Beautiful. Actually warm. Actually, it's very warm right now. Okay. Well, like, that's something. Yeah. yeah, that's nice. It's nice, but it's, uh, you know, we're already past the phase where the weather is not warm and not cold, so it's pleasant. Now we're already, we already in the very warm phase. Nice. Pleasantly warm face, so yeah, it's, it's nice, but it's uh, yeah, well, it's something unfortunately, not depressing at least. Unfortunately, Napoli's Scudetto push is not as hot as the weather, but um, so this is episode number eight. What is number eight in the, the Napoli Tombola? Number eight in the Napoli Tombola is a Maronna. La Madonna, okay. which is which is how will you translate it in English? La Madonna, Mary, Holy the Mary, Madonna, or yeah, it's Virgin Mary, like yeah, yeah, not not the singer, songwriter, but <laughs> yes, the religious figure, the mother of Jesus. Okay, uh, there you go. It's, yeah, it's uh, it's a religious figure which is very uh, well is widely mentioned in the. Um, in everyday language in Napolitan. Um, it's just there are a lot of, you know, like religious shrines about Madonna all around Napoli. Uh, a lot of devout people uh, to the Madonna. It's very present. If you are religious or not, the Madonna is a very present figure in the Napolitan culture. So today we go with that. Okay, sure, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there is that thing, my experience of Italians in Italy that whether or not you you believe there is a sort of cultural link to a lot of the, the sort of religious past in that sense. Some people would even say the slightly sort of matriarchal culture that you can find sometimes in Italy is linked to how prevalent the Madonna is, right? But, you know, maybe that's that's an assumption. Would you say there's, a, there's anything there, Michele? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there we go. Anyway, oh, God. So, like... No, that let's was bad. A, no, let's, let's was... talk about let's talk about something else today. Yeah, let's talk about let's do an episode about I don't know food today. Let's talk about we did that last week. Okay, such a because we thought Empoli that'll be fine. Next week we'll just talk about football and like how we've taken Empoli apart. Dries Mertens has scored a hat trick. Even Patania got on the score sheet, but no, that didn't happen, did it? Yeah, okay, we could talk about anything, but we are. I don't think we have to talk about football, right? I mean, I don't think our listeners want to hear us talking about football this week, right? We can talk about something else. We can, talk, we can about, talk about 
we could talk about I don't know volleyball. We could talk Crickets. about crickets. I, I love crickets. Absolutely love cricket. Yeah, I started following cricket by chance just last Sunday. You know, Sunday <laughs> evening. By chance, I was looking for another sport to follow, and yeah, cricket. I don't know. Yeah, it's just very interesting to me right now. You know, I felt cricket is the second best sport. I mean, I know most of our listeners are American, and they're going shut up. But you know that Italy beat England in cricket last year. I know. I know everything about it. Yes, absolutely, a hundred percent. My <laughs> my one number one favorite sport right now is cricket, which is easy because I there is no other competition for me. I, I don't remember which, what. What, what sport I used to follow, but you know, know. Cricket, something involving a ball, people care yes. about. I'm not interested yeah, in that. Well, the, well, there might be somebody listening who is up on their Napoli history. All right. now, I've, I've, I've got to get this right because I believe the first incarnation of the glorious club that we support, who can't hang on to a 2 0 lead after 80 minutes. The first incarnation, I believe, had cricket in it. Yes. It was founded in 1905 by the English sailor William Potts as Naples Football and Cricket Club. There you go. There you go. I knew it. I knew it. I knew I had a link with cricket somehow. A lot of that, actually, a lot of the um, football clubs really around the world, were established as cricket and football clubs. Yeah, I know. Um, I think Genoa is still Genoa cricket and football clubs. And yeah. yeah. So maybe we should get them playing cricket instead, you know. In the, in but, the stadium, yes. Just right in the stadium. I hope, like, I really hope I go there on Saturday and they are playing cricket <laughs> instead. You know, it would be it would be better for everyone, for everyone involved. I can't I can wait to see Meret, you know, Meret just... With a with a bat in his hands, just... he'd be he'd like drop every catch, like he'd be <laughs> classic. I mean, most people listening will be familiar with baseball. I mean, it's it's very different to baseball. But the interesting thing about cricket is that actually the mentality is so important in cricket because it's so long that the moments that matter, it's been building up for like four or five days, so the pressure gets so intense towards the end. And so I think that actually we would be the worst cricket team in the world. <laughs> Because of like, oh, what we're terrible. Um, all right, then let's talk about football. <laughs> okay, so like, we all know that we lost three two to to fucking Empoli. Pardon my French. What? Um, who do you watch the game with? What sort of vib- vibrations are, are coming out of the city about this? The people that you've spoken to before we get on to what what you personally think, Michele. There was fun because I watched the game with my with my girlfriend's father. So that was the first game ever we watched together. Oh, that's uh, big. The, that's the big. That was yes, yeah. That was that was big. Yeah, that was kind of fun because we we have barely talked before before Sunday, basically. And uh, yeah, for the first time we decided to well, we was kind of by chance we watched the game together, and uh, we we only knew that we both followed Napoli. We both were. Kind of big fans, so yeah, we watched together, and uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm happy that we watched this game together for the first time, or or that's or not a good omen. That's not okay. So you that, that is true, but there was a lot to I don't know. Like at least it was interesting in a way, you know. At least there was something to talk about. Sometimes we have very sleepy games, you know, and there is nothing to comment. There's just 
just nothing to talk about. There's nothing to see. And it's just very, very uninteresting and very boring. I love it. Your first time you watched a game with your father. And I absolutely love it. Because <laughs> it's <laughs> the so, but, you know, like the thing is that, you know, I was like, this guy, this, this guy is, um, uh, I have to be careful here because my girlfriend sometimes listens to the, to the podcast. Excellent. Hello. Very, very good to meet you. Yes, and uh, my, I mean, she agrees with what I'm about to say anyway, but the, her father is um, a little bit of a, um, how to say, kind of a, um, well, he's not very extrovert, let's say, you know? Okay, yeah. So, okay. yeah, so. A, a man of few words, a strong and silent type. Yes, yes, let's say that, yes. So, at the beginning of the game, we were kind of, uh, we were kind of trying to understand how to, watch the game together if you know what i mean you know like we, we didn't know how much to comment on it we didn't know oh, how classic. far yeah that's how so far true, to go yeah like, how, yeah exactly do, you know do you actually talk during the game or do you sit if you no, sit no, I mean, too long in silence it's no, i think awkward. we were both i think we were both trying to restrain ourselves because as we then understood we are both people who comment a lot you know we are both people of instincts when it comes to novelty games so yeah, I yeah no, of course I couldn't watch ninety minutes on Napoli, especially this Napoli without commenting and saying stuff. Let's say, so Same. yeah, but I didn't know how much I could say. I did. I I, w- I was desperately trying to restrain myself from you know even like using colorful language. Let's say. So did but, you manage to when that third goal went in? Michele, yes, absolutely you... not. Absolutely. <laughs> not. <laughs> no, I failed after fifteen minutes. You know. Like, the first half was atrocious. It was like we did nothing at all. It was very bad, you know. Even uh, before we scored, before we got scored on, we were really bad, you know. Like uh, yeah. I, I've been telling, even in this podcast, I've been telling, you know, the results are obviously a very big part of football, but they are not everything, because football is a low event sport. So sometimes it's not about. Sometimes. It's just not about results. I mean, obviously you play for the results, you know, but if you play badly and then you get a good result, um, you know, it's not the full picture because if you play badly all the time, then eventually the results will catch up to you. That's what I've been saying. Absolutely true. And that's really, I mean, XG came out of this whole idea, isn't it? Yeah. If you you look at the, whether or not you agree with it or what, I mean, I think it's actually quite useful, but you know, it's essentially a way of saying, look, you can't just play badly and win for a whole season. It will catch up with you. So what's it in Italian for? Sorcero. Sorcero, yeah. I mean, we're not married, but yeah, yeah. It's, it, yeah. If we were married, he would be the Sorcero. And then, yeah, I mean, we we said a lot of bad stuff in the first half about Angisa, which... He had a terrible game on Kisa, ter- didn't he? Especially the first half, it was, I think, the slowest, like, inler level, inler levels of, 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 of slowness in, uh, around the pitch. Uh, very, very slow. Like, very... So who was... Sorry, Michele, who, was, who, who swore first, you or, or your girlfriend's there? No, I think... I think... I think... Uh, my girlfriend's dad uh, doesn't swear... Too often, oh. but he was he was using colorful language at his own in his own way. Let's say, okay. Obviously, it was in his own place. We were we were at his own house at his oh, yeah. house. So I yeah, mean, yeah. he had uh, he was playing at home. 
in a way. <laughs> so obviously, yeah, I was away, so I could I couldn't be myself too much. But sure. Napoli, this Napoli has a way of kind of like making you lose your uh, lose yourself. Let's say. So and, yeah, I and do of, you think? Do you think this shared experience brought you closer together? We're talking no, about this last one. hundred percent. But I used to, you know, I used to say that to my girlfriend all the time, you know, because we didn't really talk before. And and she was like, uh, you know, maybe eventually, eventually you will you will talk, eventually you will find some common ground. And I told her all the time, I told her, you know, I'm sure that one one day we will watch a Napoli game together and we will bond over it. And that, that's what happened, you know. I mean, maybe we didn't bond, but we definitely we commented a lot. There was a lot to talk about, especially in the second half. But the whole game, you know, was kind of I found it atrocious, you know, like it was really bad. After we scored, it was I we I mean, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it wasn't deserved, but it wasn't really expected, let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh it wasn't a good game. There was a lot of a lot to talk about about individual and uh, team's performance. And uh, we, surprisingly, I mean, maybe not surprisingly, but we agreed on basically everything, you know? So uh, what, were the, what were the headlines of your conversation with your Sorcero? Well, uh, we, a- we agreed that Mertens is the best player on the pitch, was the best player on the pitch. I agree that when Mertens is on the pitch, generally speaking, we have a spark, you know, we have, something else going on usually you know i think i do agree that mertens is the i've been saying that for months if not years mertens is the i think the smartest player on and off the pitch that we've had for a long time agree I absolutely agree uh he, he wouldn't be playing for napoli uh for so many years if he weren't that smart I think you need to be very smart to be to be able to deal with the De Laurentiis, you know, like with the De Laurentiis ego, with De Laurentiis uh, way of handling things. If you are not smart, if you if you have no idea how to say, like what your place is and why De Laurentiis does what he does, let's say, you know, if you mm. put your ego in the way, then you leave. It happened with Iguain, who. He's not that smart. Yeah. It happened with uh I mean, I mean, I, I don't want to say if you leave Napoli, you are stupid. You know, like I don't want, I don't necessarily want to say that Cavani left not because he was stupid. Cavani left because he was ambitious, which is not bad. You know, like I still hate you for it, Cavani, because you can be ambitious here in Napoli. But Cavani you know, was an honorable man. Uh, um, yeah, sure. Anyway, sorry, I'm just paraphrasing Shakespeare. The um, <laughs> I think you make a really good point actually, here, McKelly, because. But I think there's even more nuance to this in terms of Chiro Mertens, because it's not just about completely being subservient to ADL, no. is it? So he gets the right balance of like asserting himself as a really important footballing and cultural figure in Naples so that he has a position of strength negotiating-wise. But he also knows when to take a back step and let ADL be ADL. And that is not an easy dance, is it? Like, oh. I think, yeah. Really interesting. No, I totally not. agree. And uh, I think it's even more. Um, I mean, I don't know when the podcast would be out. Hopefully, today or tomorrow. But the the super new news, which is uh, which is now on every website, is that De Laurentiis actually um, went to uh, 
Mertens' house yesterday, yesterday evening, and they talked which, about which you the, know exactly where that is. Where yeah, there is yeah, a, yeah. An I, actually, I was talking to some friends yesterday. I was like, should I go? Should I go there too? Should I go outside the gates and just like, just, <laughs> just tell the Laurentis, please, please sign this guy again, please offer him a renewal. But yeah, no, I do think I read briefly what he said because he's. I think right now, right while we are recording this, he's talking to Kiss Kiss Napoli, and he's giving some. Um, I mean, he hasn't he hasn't talked to the to the press for a, for a while now, mm. uh, which which I enjoy. I mean, we have yeah. to sign because I, I mean I think he's been our only good player for quite a long time. Like in terms of the actual performance of the team, uh, up until a few weeks ago, I'd say our player of the season's been. Lobotka. Yeah, I, I, think, I agree. I agree 100%. But he's had a bit of a... I think it's, he's not 100% fit. He's probably got rushed back, I think, because he's so important to the team at the moment. I think the only person that's really playing to the level you'd expect from a top four team is Ciro Mertens. And I think... Yeah. So I, if I was there as well, if I was the, the third wheel in watching the match with you and your... Um, Maybe future. No, there was another. There was another one. It wasn't too much interested about the game. I think he was sleeping during the game. But yeah, no, there was another person. Well, no, okay, so I, that would have been me, and I would have been trying to keep up. <laughs> so, okay, so you're, there's a point of agreement on Chiro Mertens. What, what, what were the other points that you, no, that, I, you yeah. that you bonded over? Angisa was very bad. Zanoli was very bad. I mean, this guy was really critical about a lot of players, which I loved, you know, because again, the, the it was. It was that kind of that kind of game. So yeah, no, Zanoli was extremely bad the whole first half. Yeah. You've been was, absolutely slamming slamming him over the past few weeks. It doesn't matter how old you are, you've got to be good enough to be to be in Michele's good books. No, Zanoli, I mean I could again, um I think I have a um uh I could say like a better perspective from the stadium. Because it's, yeah. in the stadium, you can see, like, you can fo- focus on one guy and you can follow him throughout the whole game. And you can see the, the attitude this guy has. You can see the, the off-ball movement the guy has. And uh, Zan- with Zanoli, there was 100% something off about him, you know? There was even about attitude, you know? Like, I think it was, I mean, I wouldn't say, I would be very surprised if he wasn't, if he was unmotivated. Because again, I mean, he's super young, you know, starting in Serie A for the first time in his career. I mean, I don't want to believe you. You don't want to be there. But I think it was kind of probably, probably a little bit out of his stats. Probably. Uh, yeah, I think so. And it's a lot because I mean, there's no one else really. I mean, we saw yeah. what happened when 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 Malfrey Don't say came it. On. No, you said that. Don't mention but, him. Don't don't say that name. Today nice. we don't say the yeah the name starting with M. Meret Malquit. Milik, even because he hasn't That's been another story. Do you remember that game? It's a couple of years ago. He played against U- Juve, and he was just all over the place. And that it was it for me. But um, okay, so that was good. So, the, but I want to focus. I'm sorry to take you back here. We'll, we'll we'll talk about something else in a second. But when that third goal went in, just 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 if you can remember what it was like, how you reacted, how your girlfriend's dad reacted, what was the? No, I mean, uh, the first goal. To be honest, it was expected. I, I literally said, probably like 15 seconds before that goal, I said, we have to be careful. I mean, I think probably every, any, every Napoli fan expected that in, in one way kind of knew that it could happen. Not, maybe not that it would happen, but it could happen. 
I think I I said that 15 seconds before that goal. I said we you should be careful because the the goal at this rate because it was like Empoli was kind of dominating us at that point. Yeah. I said the goal will be coming at this rate, and uh, if one goal comes, then this this team, Napoli, is perfectly capable of conceding another two or three, because yeah, it's Napoli, yeah. and then it happens. So yeah, maybe it's my fault, but no, probably not. <laughs> but, so with, uh, with the merit mistake, what were the what was the language used? Uh, I mean, is it yeah, is, no, is it repeatable? Uh, yes, because again, I didn't want to say. I didn't want to use too much French in front of my girlfriend's dad. So that was, I think, <laughs> one of the, the hardest moments of my life, you know, because I wanted to say stuff and Marette deserved that. But I couldn't because my girlfriend's father was next to me. And yeah, yeah. So I, that, is, that is a circle that was, of hell. That was that so bad, you know. So yeah, oh the, the, fir- the first goal, I was very disappointed. But, you know, like it was still doable. So I was very disappointed. I was very scared, but... Still, you know, we could have won that. Uh, yeah. After the second goal, I completely, you know, I stood up from the sofa and I started walking around the, so the, the, the living room like a maniac. And then I went to, yeah, next to the television again. I pointed to Meret during the replays and I might have said that he's a clown. I, okay. might have, I might have said that he doesn't deserve to be a starter because he wants to be a starter and he's, because of him, we are getting rid of Ospina. Was not a, a yeah, a he's not a top, you know, keeper. You know, like he's a solid keeper though. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we are renewing Meret and we are sending away Ospina because we have to, for some reason, we have to keep Meret, even though he deserves. Like he's shown nothing in these years to deserve the to be Napoli starter. We are somehow. We have somehow decided to keep Meret, send away Ospina, and money. offer a renewal. It's yeah, about money. money. Yeah, it's but about what, resale, I mean, about yeah. resale value, isn't it? Still, still, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I've been yeah. saying this. I mean, I don't want to be that guy. You know, the hips are like, oh, you know, like I, I hated on Meret before it was cool. Uh, I don't hate Napoli players. I don't want to hate players as long as they play for us i'm not gonna hate them i'm not gonna boo them you know I'm gonna... and anyone can make a mistake like if it was if this was just like an isolated incident it was one mistake okay it would be annoying we can complain about it but you know we've talked off the show about merit and like how nervous i feel when he's in the team particularly the way that we play without playing out from the back he can't do it he absolutely can't do it and um if we want merit to stay, we have to change the way that we play, and we're going to talk a bit about that later. I don't, yeah. I don't okay. think I don't think we can risk that, man. I don't think so. Like it's really, why? Why would you do this to ourselves? You know, I really don't understand. Like this is something. Look, like there, I I have some friends and witnesses. I've been saying this about Meret for years. Like when Meret was like when literally everyone was like, oh Meret, you know, he's so good, you know, such a good prospect. I was like, why? I mean, what has he done so far to? to deserve to be praised so much, you know, like he did, like we have this, like I think in Napoli especially, but um, we have this attitude towards young players. They come here as young prospects, young promising prospects. And uh, as soon as they do one good normal thing, we praise them endlessly. We're like, ah, oh, you see, wow, it's so good. Yeah, this confirms that he's, he has such a good potential. That's normal. 
like even bad players sometimes do normal things do good things that's normal you know and uh, normal players do good things and bad things and we yeah. kind of like the attitude is when they do good things we say oh you know like this conference that is so good you know this conference is going to be the next maradona or stuff like that and when he does something bad it's like oh you know but it happens you know like everyone can do that you know that, this means nothing he's he's young you know so we excuse the bad performances and we praise endlessly and we kind of blow the good performances uh, blowing hot air up his ass as we exact, say, yeah that's this, yeah that's in it this yes fair island um i think i think merritt would be an amazing goalkeeper if it was 1988 like he has incredible reflexes and shot stopping ability and if you put him in the 1988 1989 1990 napoli team uh, behind alessandro renica ciro ferrara giovanni francini and uh, is it giovanni francini no what was his for i can't remember and uh, corradini personality defenders in front of him leaders and they can he can pick up the ball when it's passed back to him amazing And we saw that a bit in the Coppa Italia that we that we won on penalties like his his shot stopping saves were fantastic. But he has no ability really to to distribute the ball and he doesn't really have an ability to command the back line in front of him. And I know we have Kulabali who's a big personality, but whenever I see the body language you, you compare Ospina to Merritt it's completely it's night and day and there's been some stuff on on Twitter going around about Ospina when he's playing for Colombia and the way he talks to the team and he's yeah, a real he's captain, leader. Yeah. He's yeah and you know, we should keep a player and he's still so playing good. well. Like he yeah. was the best goalkeeper in the league for the, the first half of the season. So yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, okay. And then we were going to move on a bit. You know, the third goal goes in, what happens in the flat at that moment? Nothing, nothing. Man. I started laughing at the third goal. I think after the second goal, it was over. I mean, it was, I mean, we, we don't need a tie, you know, we don't need one point, one point, makes no difference to us. Yeah. So after we, you know, it was pretty clear that we couldn't score for the life of us, you know. It's the same. It's always the same. It was the same against Roma. Eight minutes yeah. of extra time and you do nothing. Yeah. You do nothing at all. You Not even one shot on goal. When you're supposed to um, dominate, you know, the opponent and try something because you have, well, kind of like nothing to lose at that point. You know, against Roma, eight minutes of extra time after winning, basically whole game uh, you do nothing not even one shot on goal against Empoli was the same you 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 concede three goals in seven minutes and then after that you do absolutely nothing that is I think that is probably um, what that, like the biggest problem with this team because again I think we mentioned that before uh, people say this team has no balls this team has no attitude I mean that's not the problem i don't think that's the problem. After you're losing in Empoli at Empoli 3-2, you have absolutely nothing to lose. 2-0 up after 80 minutes. Yeah, and you and you shoot zero shot on goal after that. How how is that an attitude problem? These yeah. guys have no idea how to attack. That's the problem. Yeah, these guys have no idea how to do the and, and you know, like is that a coincidence that uh, Mertens went out and that happened, you know, like the three goals happened and the zero shots on goal happened. Maybe it is. 
I'm not I'm not ironic here. Maybe it is. I'm not 100 percent sure because oh, no, I don't think it is because I think that you know if you play football and you know that there's there's no cohesion going forward. So if you know that you can't make chances and you and you play in a football team, that has a huge effect on the way that you play. And it puts so much pressure on you to know that you can't really get the ball out. You can't really manufacture a chance in the opposition area. And it just encourages so much pressure. So, you know, the whole cliche attack is a form of defence. It's, tr- it's so no, true. It's true. That you, I agree. That you need to know. And so I think that, uh, I don't think it's coincidence. So I think, um, I so, so how... So how long did you hang around afterwards? Did you just... No, nothing. We left immediately. No, no, we left immediately. But then again, I mean, we were depressed throughout the whole game because, again, we were winning. Yeah, that's fine. But when Napoli scored, yeah, we celebrated briefly because, I mean, to be honest, Napoli wins, Napoli loses. Doesn't really change too much at this point in the in the, in the season. But okay. um, when Napoli scored... We, it wasn't like we were playing that well anyway. It was kind of like the attitude was like, we scored. We don't know how, but we scored. Uh, we weren't playing well. The first half was, was very bad. The second half was slightly better until, until well, until we, we conceded three goals in seven minutes. So anyway, yeah, right. it was very, it was very depressing. Uh, the second goal was, we were all very angry. Uh, we kind of blew up. Third goal, we were already defeated. There was nothing to fight for. You know, Napoli was already kind of like visibly gave up. So when, when we got the third goal, I was kind of like, I, I clapped, I think. I started laughing like a maniac. And I said, good, we deserve it. I think it's actually better to lose these games than to tie them. Because it absolutely um, highlights what the problem is. Exactly. I, I do kind of yeah. agree. It's a and healthy, think, healthy loss. Yeah. And, um, Okay. Let's let's think about the solution to this problem. So the the, the second half of the show, we're going to go we're going to go to university. We're going to go to the university of what, Michele? There's a particular Neapolitan word. We're going to go to this university, the University of Katsima. Yes, Katsima, Università della Katsima. Right? Yes. Okay, that's where we're going. So when before we start. Some listeners might have been with us from the beginning, but I believe Katsima, was that the first Neapolitan word or maybe the second Neapolitan word that you introduced to the show? Um, I think the first, yeah. Now, I asked you to define it, and you said it was a traditionally Neapolitan, resolute, determined, and somewhat aggressive attitude to reach an objective. That's a very good definition, Michele. You should you should write the Neapolitan dictionary. Um a traditionally Neapolitan, resolute, determined, and somewhat aggressive attitude to reach an objective. Now, for my money, this is what we don't have. Like, we don't have this. And we don't have enough players that have Ketsima. And we talked a little bit. We've looked back nostalgically at the, at the Mazzari team from you know, around 2008-ish. And that, for me, the word to describe that team is Ketsima, right? And I think... Yeah. Um, so we asked our listeners, didn't we, for some historic moments of, of, of Katsima from Napoli that they really enjoyed. Now, I tweeted out a picture of uh, Miguel Britos headbutting uh, Alvaro Morata, which actually was in a 3-1 loss to Juve. So it doesn't quite, doesn't quite fit in because what objective was reached there? I suppose 
Juve Merda was the um, was the objective there, which was very very much reached. And some of these players weren't the greatest players of all time, were they? But they just had that sense of of, of Katsima. Anyway, so we have um, our friend Ken Ken Joffredi, who will join us one day. Picture of Lovetsi with his shirt off, screaming into the camera. Do you think nice. Lovetsi sums up this 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 idea? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, Lovetsi, Lovetsi. I think still today is one of the most loved players of the history of the club. To be honest, it sounds big, but it's true. Like a lot of my friends, they're like, "Don't touch my pocho," you know. They they love Lavezzi so much. I think it's he was a symbol of Napoli, uh, Napoli's um, uh, rebirth, we could say. Yeah, absolutely. Because, and uh, but also the attitude, you know, he was a scunizzo, as we say here. He was like uh, the embodiment of Cazzimma, you know, the Napolitan, like a lot of Napolitan virtues, uh, good, good and bad, you know. He was kind of careless in a way it was very your favorite Lovetsi moment i love you you sent a video to to me uh a couple of days ago what just could you tell us what your favorite Lovetsi moment yeah was? i mean the, the, i think the game I, well the game wasn't that good if i remember correctly i think we were, we were winning probably well, maybe maybe it's fitting we we're winning like 3-1 or something i don't remember correctly but i think Kyrie. Kayeri scored like one or two goals in the literally the last two minutes of the game and they tied 3-3 in Kayeri against us. Um, it happens a lot in Kayeri during those years. And uh, Allegri was the manager, was the Kayeri's coach at the time. Yep. And uh, yeah, so Kayeri scored, we were 3-3 and uh, they started time-wasting. So the ball goes out towards the Kayeri's bench. Uh, it goes towards Ka- Allegri. Allegri takes the ball, kicks it away from, from our players so they cannot put it in, in play again quickly. Uh, coincidentally, another, another ball goes to Lavezzi. Uh, Lavezzi, instead of get, getting the ball and putting it in play again to quickly resume the play, he takes the ball, he kicks it as hard as he can towards Allegri and he hits La- Allegri very hard. And that is... Oh. How can you not love the guy? You know, like I just he, love it. It's just so fucking cheeky, and it's so like not love not it, modern love football. It. There's there's no media no. training. It's just the just beautiful Katsima, you know. And I think um, how can you so, not love Lavezzi? You know, Lavezzi used to hate Allegri before he was cool. Beautiful. Yeah, he, he's the he's the OG. So then we have uh, Matt Laneve, who I really like on Twitter. He's at Laneve Matt. Really good account. Really good about Napoli. Thank you for contributing, Matt. Um, the famous video of Cavani scoring in the last, the dying moments of the game against Lecce. Now, Michele, you you tell me that you were there. So, so talk talk me through that that moment and why you think it is Katsima personified. It's so funny this game because. I've been talking about this game, well, now for basically 11 years, I think, 12 years. It was 2010, I think. And uh, it's kind of like a myth among me and my friends, well, all Napoli fans, you know, because every if you go to any Napoli fans, I mean, especially here, I guess, if you tell them Napoli Lecce, they know what you're talking about. And it's so funny to me because at one point, I think a few years ago, two, three years ago, I was like, 
But why? I mean, yeah, it was a big goal. Was that very nice goal at the last moment? But why do we all remember that game so well? You know, it wasn't, wasn't. I mean, it was in December. I think it was nineteenth of December two thousand and ten. It was something like that. We so it was kind of early in the season. We weren't fighting for something big. You know, it weren't. It wasn't particular. It wasn't like we qualified for Champions League with that, with that goal. You know, it wasn't. We we didn't achieve any goal. It was Lecce, so it was a very bad team. So why do we remember that so well? Everyone, without fail, knows what we what you're talking about. If you say it's Napoli, so it's, it's such it's a like completely burnt into like the absolutely. You know, it's 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 you know, it's such a such a big game. I don't know. It's unbelievable. But yeah, no, I do know why I remember that. I remember that because I was there in the stadium. I was right in Curva A where Cavani scored that goal. And uh, oh, yeah, I mean, so you were right, right next to it, right, right in front of Cavani. You know, he came nice. right under me when uh, when celebrating that goal. So yeah, that, I remember why for me that was unforgettable. It was, I think, it was kind of um, you know, kind of like a perfect storm of things because after uh, I think three or four minutes before that goal, Grava saved a goal, a Lecce goal on the line. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and a lot of other things. If you see the highlights for that game, they're quite long because we missed so many goals and Lecce missed so many goals. It was like a war, you know, it was such a battle that game. And, um, but again, the atmosphere wasn't that great. You know, if you see the stadium was almost like half empty, it was like 25,000 people at the stadium. I remember that it was cold. It, was, it wasn't full, you know, it wasn't, it was kind of depressing. But then, well, but that's then, then that's Cavani a, got the ball, yeah. But you know, that's for me. I mean, I know Katsima is a very, very hard word to define, but there's like, you know, you haven't got the crowd going, Whoa, whatever. Like, he made it out of nothing. No, he not even that, that. He had that fire to push it, you know what no, I mean? Even, um, even before, even before, if you see the highlights, uh, Grava saving the, the goal. First yep. of all, then a couple of minutes later, basically Lecce is attacking. Uh, I think Gargano, if I remember correctly, Gargano takes the ball from one of Lecce's players. The Lecce players stays on the ground in pain, allegedly. Yep. And Alleged the whole, the, yeah, the whole stadium roars. Basically, like the whole stadium, it's unbelievable. The whole stadium basically telling Gargano, you know, like, fuck that guy, you know, the Lecce player on the ground, like, ignore him. Just, just, Go and go attack, you know. Go, let's go and score this goal. So, Gargano does that. He gets the ball to, um, I think Cavani. Cavani gets the ball to another player, then gets oh, the right. ball back, yeah. and then, yeah, yeah, the whole so, yeah, the whole the whole uh build up is amazing, you know, because the whole stadium was screaming to Gargano, just ignore that guy, go ahead, don't, don't. Don't do any fair play because it was clear that they were they were trying to time uh, waste some time. And what a finish! Like he absolutely, Jesus. it's the thunder bastard. Just like absolutely smashes yeah. it. Oh, it's glorious. Um, and then the to celebration is fantastic. Yeah, no. To this day, it's I think my top five of most celebrated goals, live goals, which I've witnessed live in my oh, life. I'm so jealous. The, um... I can do the top. The top, like the full top five, maybe in another episode. But yeah, that was like well, every time. Yeah, yeah. To, to this day, when I go to my friends, especially the ones who weren't there, and I say, <laughs> no, I, I, could, I, could, I could say like in the middle of a completely unrelated argument, a completely unrelated discussion, 
I just say, yeah, I mean, sure, but that was there in Napoli Lecce when Cavani scored that goal. And they were like, ah, oh, fuck you. <laughs> because, you know, like, that's always true, you know, like, they weren't there, that was. It's like when the Sex Pistols played the, the Lesser Free Trade Hall in, in Manchester. The, the people who said that they were there, there's probably about 500,000 people. It was actually, there was about 100. My, my dad claims that he was there. I, I don't believe him. Um, and we got we got one last um, one from, from Enzo at Gallo. Uh, 18-11 he said when we went to Turin and beat Juve with four games to go that was when we last played with with Um I think that's a good shout actually so yeah I agree and actually it was a really I really liked the way that we played that day a lot of people remember obviously the, the Koulibaly header but it was a really smart bold brave and strong performance so you put together we don't have a huge amount of time left, but I think it's worth just going through it because I think this makes a really good point about what needs to happen with this team at the moment. And I think we can maybe pick this up again next week as well, unless some miracle happens. Well, it's too late anyway if a miracle does happen. Yeah. Um, about, I think the direction of the club needs to go in in terms of how, how they recruit and what they're actually scouting in players. So I, I reset the thing that you sent. It's in the WhatsApp, Michael. You've got it in front of you. So do you want to just go... From from back to front, you got a four two three one. Michele's favorite, Katsima eleven from Napoli history. Go. So, first of all, in as a goalkeeper, we have Yezzo. Yezzo who's from uh, Napoli, so he's the Napolitan. And uh, I I just like the attitude, you know. Yezzo was really nice. Yeah. Then we have uh, now here I really struggle because we have a lot of Katsimos players, uh, defenders. So yeah. here I really, really struggle. But my four defenders, uh, I mean, tactically speaking, this makes no sense. But I mean, pardon me, but who needs tactics the, when you've got the Katsima? Yeah, 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 that's yeah. right. These are basically these are four killers. I mean, these people they, they could be like they could form like some kind of like drug cartel. They would. <laughs> So these are Grava, Cannavaro, Paolo Cannavaro, sì. Aronica, and Mario Salvatore. Rui. Salvatore, Salvatore Aronica. Aronica and Mario Rui. But I could have put Campagnaro, I could have put uh, uh, Contini, maybe, kind of. Mm. You know, like, I want mm. to put Contini, like an honorable mention, just because of the, of the um, I think I, saw, I sent you the video. There's a video of Contini stepping on, on, on 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 shit if you if you find my French, you know. That's that's how we say it. Every time we send that video, continue stepping on Del Piero in one in a Napoli Juve on purpose, of course. Of course. And uh, that's that's a very treasure moment for me. So yeah, so I want the... to see more of this from us. You know, it's you know I love it I because I... that's that's not even Katsima, that's pure hatred. But Let's... yeah, sure, I love it, yeah. Oh. And I think, I mean, Grava, he was with us right the way from Serici, right? All the way back up to Serie I, I don't think maybe... I don't was think he in the... I can't remember. Was, was maybe, someone... I don't think he was in Serie C because I think in Serie C was just Montervino and Maldonado, if I remember correctly. Okay. But uh, he was definitely but, yeah. with us. No, Grava, Grava is, is a hero of mine. Grava is unbelievable. Grava... And was there, as a big part of that goal that you just described that Cavani scored. Okay. Unbelievable. And so, Grava, unbelievable. So who, who are our two, two guys... Then, yeah, this. we have Gargano and Alan. Yeah. Gargano and Alan in midfield. Very continuous players. People criticizing Alan for not, for only completing two passes from kickoff. 
I don't want you to even pass the ball on this team. I want you to just break shit up if you're if you're Gargano and Alan. I mean, I loved I loved Volta Gargano. One of one of the uh, again. Nowhere near as talented as anybody in the team. No, 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 absolutely. No, this player, these players in this team, up to this point, they have no idea how to pass the ball at all. Like if they need to pass the ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. They can just like kill play. They're kill they're murderers. Okay. Up to now. Like then we have Callejon, which if I remember correctly, surprised you. Yeah. But um I do think Callejon Callejon is a silent killer. Kayon, every time, no, um, he's, a, he's very charismatic, first of all. Kayon has been involved in like very, like a lot of like fights, let's say, in the, you know, during, during games and stuff. Every time there's a fight, every time there is, like, even like a football fight, you know, he's always involved. Like, he's always contributed to it. So, yeah, I would put Kayon there. Mertens, well, I mean, no explanations there. He, he surprised you as well, but I do think Merton. No, is no, you're right. You're I do think right. we needed. Yeah, Lavezzi yeah, again. We talked about him. Yeah, of course. I mean, he he be the captain. Exactly, and uh, I put Cavani, but uh, I concede that that's up to debate. I do think Cavani had a lot of Katsiba, but you proposed Sosa, if I remember correctly, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree with that. So we could switch. Maybe I mean Cavani is just too good to go to the bench, but yeah, I do think. Uh, so, so Cavani... Come on, our last, our last number ten, like that guy. Three, yes, yeah, nice. He just was cheeky. He made things up. I, I love this team, and you know, we we got to wrap this up uh, in a sec as a show. But I think that the question that I'll ask everybody listening is: is what needs to happen to get Katsima back in this team? Is it a new coach? Is it a new recruitment policy? Is it a new owner? Is it a new set of fans? I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't personally don't. Well, I personally think that it's about recruitment that we need to think about. We need to not just scout talent. We need to scout personality. And I think that we've got that wrong over the past couple of years. We've, we've signed so many talented players, but we've signed talented players that don't quite have the mindset to, to really consistently succeed. What would you, in a word-ish, Michaela, what, what do you think the, um, the answer is to get this Katsima back in our team. No, I do think you're right. We have to scout for for uh, for attitude. Let's say I think the problem is they do they do actually because they actually said that in the past they do scout uh, for uh, some kind of attitude, some kind of behavior in players, but they are looking for people who don't cause any trouble. They're causing for which is nice. I mean, I agree with that. You know, like people who like they they try to avoid the Vidal kind of players, you know, the Vidal, the yeah, Nangolan yeah, yeah. kind of play, which is fine, let's mm. say. But, uh, yeah, no, I do agree that Katsima is all we need. First of all, I don't think this team lacks Katsima too much. I think it's very hidden right now. It's not something they're using. It's not something it's... Uh, no, so you see, think we need valid. to bring it out in them. We need, we I need do, that yeah. I, I know I'm you don't agree with me, but I will... Yeah, I will go back to what I said last week, the phrase of the week, you know, the fish stinks from the head. Okay. I It's a debate I've been having the whole week with some friends, you know, like uh, I don't like changing manager, managers every week. And I do like Spalletti in a way, but unfortunately, you know, uh, I mean, we've been so bad since November, you know, maybe, maybe changing Spalletti is not the solution, but I do think right now 
Spalletti is the problem. Uh, I think so. if we do, we have to bring in someone that can bring out the, the, the personality of 2008. That's what I want to see, personally. Um, I agree. Okay, Michele, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Um, Neapolitan phrase of the week. What what you got for us? I'm very defeated right now. I'm not going to say any anything pessimistic or optimistic. I'm just going to go back to the number eight, Amaron, the Madonna, Holy Mary. And I'm just going to say what my grandma has been saying to me for the past 30 years of my life, every time I leave her house, she says to me, Michele, Amaron t'accompagna. May Mary be with you, which basically means, you know, bless you. And, yeah. uh, yeah. I love that. And so I think we need that. We need that. Amaron t'accompagna. I would go. say. Really hopefully, hopefully that's going to that's gonna inspire the team. We need all the help we can get. Uh, Thank you so much for your time today, Michele. Always great to hear. And it just I absolutely love the idea of watching that game with your girlfriend's dad. Unbelievable. It was, was very um, nice, very fun. I mean, there's there's yeah, anyway. Um, so you can find uh, Michele on Twitter at Napoli Tickets. Uh, you can find me at Henry Bell Calcio. This is the eighth episode of In the Shadow of Vesuvio, which is part of the Far From Vesuvius podcast network at Far From Vesuvius. Uh, thank you so much. Please do drop us a line. Let us know what you're making of this show. We, we love doing it, but it's always good to hear from, from, from our listeners. And Forza Napoli. Sempre. Sempre.